and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Okay, thanks for joining everybody. This is episode two of the Copybook Headings podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick, and join me as always is my, my co-host, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Oh, good, man. I'm excited. Excited for this. I'm excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, you, so we've, we've chosen a maxim and an aphorism. We going forward, we should probably pick which uh, term we're going to be. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Like, is it going to be proverb? Or yeah. What do, you- what do we call these things? <laughs> so yeah. a copybook heading for lack of better term, we've chosen one. Um, you want to, want to, want to lay it on us? What, what are we talking about today? Yeah. Um, it, this, this one has a few kind of variants, I guess. Um, the, the one that, that I found for this one is, let me see. <laughs> um, a friend to everyone is a friend to no one. Yes. So, um, yeah. it's been kicking around for in, in the English language for several hundred years. And so has a few, has a few variants. Right. Yeah. I've heard it all. Also a friend to all is a friend to none. There's a few different ways, but, but, but most of the same, the, the gist is the same, right? If you're friend to everyone, um, then you're friend to no one is the idea. And so I think there's, this would be an interesting one to unpack. You know, what does that mean? What, what does it mean? You, to be, you can't be friends with everyone. Like, <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, where, where, what was, um, what was your initial impression when you, when you heard that one? Um, I think, Part of it is, you know, what is a friend first off, you know, like, how are we defining this? Because, you know, you can be, you can be kind of a friend of sorts to everyone. You can be friendly to everyone, but you can't be a, a best friend to everyone. You can't be, you can't have a deep relationship, even with probably what you consider your like general friend group is larger than than what I think this is talking about. I think this is talking about, you know, one, maybe two or three of your best lifelong friends. Um, that So you can't have that kind of relationship with everyone. There's just not enough time, not enough mental energy. There's just, it's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it's not, as you mentioned, it's, 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 uh, I think it's really referring to that close, deep friendship that uh, you may have one or two of, and, and maybe some people will have more. Um, and so I think that's one angle of it, right? I think that's one angle is having, you know, maybe you don't have the bandwidth or maybe you're not able to 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 give um, everybody what a, a real true friendship would require, right? Yeah. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough energy to, to do that. Um, but there's, there's other, <clears throat> a lot of other angles to this too. Uh, one was just a, a scripture, right? From, from yeah, the Bible, yeah. from the Bible. This is a, uh, the book of James, James, uh, four, four, I think it is right. Chapter four, verse four. Yeah. Um, I'll read it. This is just out of the King James version, but, uh, other versions are similar. It says ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore, therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Right. 
Yeah. So this all kind of takes it from the angle of not only may, may you not have it, you know, the energy to be friends with everyone, but it might be counter to what you're trying to do and, and the goals that you're seeking to be friends with certain people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I can get a little geeky sometimes with, uh, with the new Testament. Um, one, one thing I find interesting, um, not that this is like a, a religious podcast, but you know, I think we're going to probably be going there a lot. Yeah. Um, is in, in the King James version, you know, that, um, how, how was it? How was it again there? Um, if you will be, uh, friends with the world, um, like that, that concept of will, um, is really could be translated as like want to, or have a desire to. Yeah. So like, if you want to be a friend to the world, um, you're an enemy to God. I think that, um, it, it's small, but I think significant that, um, your motivation, right? So what are you seeking? What are you, what are you actively going out and trying to to do? What kind of relationships are you trying to kindle? Uh, yeah. You know, close, close godly relationships or, or shallow, superficial, worldly ones. Yeah. What, what's your ultimate, uh, where, where does your treasure lie? Right. What are you trying to yeah. seek? Are you seeking accolades from the world to try to be popular with everybody? Or are you, are you seeking something higher, right? Are you seeking the, uh, the favor of God or, or the divine or, or, or just, or even absence, uh, religious context, are you just seeking to, you know, be a better person internally? Right. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's, that scripture is, is, uh, is brings that from an, can, we can see that from a new perspective looking at it that way. Um, so, so yeah, I was, when I was doing so, a little bit of research on this as well, <clears throat> I went, I, I was doing, I was just, just doing some Googling, some searching and, and I found a, a quote from a, a guy by the name of Samuel Crook. And, uh, he had an interesting take on this. He said, but he that is a friend to all men is a friend to no man and least of all to himself for he must promise so much that he cannot perform with all. And so breaking promise with some, he is trusted at length by none. Hmm. So I think that kind of goes along with your first point that, um, to really be a true friend, what does that take? It takes more than just smiling at someone and saying hi, right? That's, that's not a friend. That's just being friendly. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's something I, I, I came across with. Um, so, you know, this, this proverb goes back, you know, you could arguably say to, to Aristotle, um, mm -hmm. w from his, uh, Nicomachean ethics, Nicomachean, I've heard it both ways. I don't know. I can't remember, but, mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of talking about the different types of friendship. Um, you know, kind of different levels of it. And, and he talks about, you know, when he's saying that you can, can't be a friend to everyone he means in this, in this deep sense. And, and he gives, for example, you know, that's why in like ancient Greek literature, like in, in the Iliad, for example, or other, other Greek legends, the, um, the friendships are always just between two men. It's not, it's not really a group bigger than that. And, you know, and there's other, um, you know, other ancient literature that's like that, where it's the, the close friendship is just limited to that. And, and, uh, I, th you know, I think it's kind of in the sense that to be that close of a friend, 
your 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 wills are aligned, right? Like you're you're both so in tune with the same kind of mission in life, the same goals that that's hard to share. You know, that that connection's rare enough, let alone having mm. a third person with the exact same matchup. Mm, yes. Um, you know, and it's it's possible, but um but that I, I just found that found that to be an interesting uh, facet of this. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. Um, finding that person that that's uh, that connects with you on on a, on um, what's the word? Like, well, just shared motivation, right? And going, you're yeah. going in the same direction. You're trying to to get the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think it's um, in today's world where we just see so many people trying to be popular. Popularity mm-hmm. is so. It's like the it's, it seems like it's a drug, man. It seems like it's a new drug. It's just just um, attention. Attention yeah. is maybe the better word for it. And right. the 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 Instagram followers and the 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 the, the tweets and the everything. It's just yeah, uh, the parasocial, right? The parasocial, yeah, good word for it. Yeah, it's it's um, everyone wants to be a friend, be friends with everyone, and uh, it's not really possible. Uh, you're going to, you know, there's, there's the other saying, right? If you, if you don't stand for something, you'll stand for nothing, right? Or right. Uh, <laughs> dive into some other ones here. But uh, uh, you have to, if you are the kind of person that has values and you're the kind of person that has a direction and you have a code of ethics yourself and you have something that you're striving for and, and just as importantly, you have something that you're uh, not willing to, a road you're not willing to go down. And stuff mm-hmm. that you're not willing to do um, as your own as your own personal morality, then you're not going to be friends with everyone. It's just not right. possible. Yeah, yeah. There's there's just going to be sticking points that you're not going to get around um, in either direction. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm I want to. I don't know where to go with this, but I I, I do kind of want to talk a bit more about about the parasocial about you know, what it is to be, have any kind of friendship, um, in social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you and I have never met in person. We were just talking yeah. here on, <laughs> talking here on, uh, online and we met on through a group online and, yep. um, we're internet friends, we're internet friends and we've got other internet friends in, in common, but, um, I mean, like where, where does where's the meaning there or and what's the limits of the meaning there yeah that's uh that's an interesting question um uh i i for one am grateful for internet friends and i'm grateful for the social media um aspect where you can connect with people that share your values yeah. tr- truly share your values because uh the group that you and i are a part of um and we're we'll probably talk about that more in a later episode but this group that we're a part of, um, this kind of the, this fraternal organization where we met, um, there, there's no way you're going to find those kind of like-minded people in your hometown. Right. You know, not maybe you find one. <laughs> you're not going right. to find that many. So I do appreciate the fact that what the internet's done for enabling people to connect and discuss things, and you and I in different states can can have this conversation and uh, share it with everybody around the world who wants to listen. Um, but, uh, there's, there's a dark side to it too, right? right. <laughs> there, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows with, with social media, as we know, uh, the, the friendships can become very, very 
superficial, kind of vacuous and, 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 um, just kind of meaningless. Yeah. So the struggle there becomes, how do you, we use this tool to make connections and meet people that share our values that we like, that we respect, that we can learn from without making all of our connections, you know, um, uh, you know, throwaway, uh, yeah. relationships. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I love the idea of, of, you know, making things in person when you can. Um, we, uh, now, nowadays we kind of live online, right. And right. some, I, I've, I've had experiences sometimes when I've just take kind of taken a stock of my recent days, weeks, whatever. And I've like, I haven't seen anybody other than coworkers or you know, mm-hmm. fa- family in a long time. I haven't like gone and hung out with a friend or done something in a, in a, in, in a, in a, in a while. Yeah. Um, I've talked to a hundred people online, you know, I DM them or I, I text them or whatever. And so I think it's important to, to carve out time online or I mean, uh, in, in person rather in, in an offline space to make friends or if it's an online friend, um, to, to find a way to take that to the, another level of maybe beyond DMing, maybe calling yeah. them on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just, uh, brought a thought to mind though, like the, the flip side of the coin of, of the, the exclusively online, you know, relationship where you've met someone online and that's how your friends, you know, I rely entirely on modern communication to keep in touch with my real life closest friends. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't live, I don't live within, I don't know, four or 500 miles of, of my closest, you know, best friend from, from college, from high school. Um, and that's the way we, we stay in touch, just texting, calling on the phone. And then, and then we do the thing that, that seems very, uh, very boomer to me of, you know, when, when one of us is, is on a road trip driving through, we'll stop by, you know, and say hi kind of thing. Um, unless yeah. it's a, unless there's kind of some kind of event, but that's kind of how it is. It's just, you know, yeah. you see, you see some of them only every, every few years, but they're still your best friend. And well, if there's ever a time, if there's ever a podcast to give a little respect to the boomers and to the older yeah. generations, it, it, you're on the right podcast here because uh, they, they, they did get a few things right, <laughs> or yeah. at least kept a few things, uh, you know, alive from from yeah. the ancient times. So, so yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's super important to to make that time for uh, for make those make that time for friends. Um, you had mentioned uh, to me the, an interesting article that you'd read about about friendship, specifically male friendship. Did you want to want to talk about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's something I came across a while back. I, I can't remember who recommended it to me. Um, it's called A Requiem for Friendship in Touchstone Magazine. Um, it's a, a, a Christian publication, and um, and kind of he, he the author is uh, you know lamenting the the change in male friendship, male relationships being. In the past, much closer, particularly physically closer, um, and and just how over the years and with the sexual revolution and things that have come after that, that it's just you can't. Um, there's there's kind of a cloud hanging over a, a close male relationship, like yeah, that. 
you're going to get called gay. And that, especially for boys, you know, and teenagers, like they can't forge those close relationships because, because of that, because they're, whether they're confident, you know, in, in themselves, it doesn't matter because there's a lot of peer, you know, there's, there's teasing, there's harassment. So you really can't, um, have a natural male friendship anymore. And so, you know, one, one, one thing I liked from this, um, he, he writes for modern American men, friendship is no longer forged in the heat of battle or in the dust of the plains as they drive their herds across half a continent or in the choking air of a coal mine, or even in the cigar smoke of a debating club. Um, and I thought that was, that was interesting. And he, and he also mentions that's partly because our lives for better and for worse, no longer involve the risk and the sweat that was the cement of deep friendship. Yeah. So I th- so kind of that aspect of, of shared sacrifice, shared hardship um, is largely gone from our culture. Yes. Um, you know, I think you, you still see it in some places, um, you know, military service, for example. Um, I, I, I didn't serve, but I, can definitely see that in, in the guys I know who have, like they're, they're really tight with the guys they served with, um, to a lesser extent. Um, in my experience, you know, missionary service, mm-hmm. um, where there's that, that shared bond and, and my, my closest friends, it's more shared experiences. It wasn't hardship, but shared experiences in formative years in high school and college. Um, which can be difficult in their own right in a different yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on that. I, I, I didn't ever serve active duty, but I did do have a little bit of um, military experience, per, sort of. <laughs> um, in college, I joined uh, the Air Force ROTC. My my goal was to become an Air Force officer, and I did one year, and then mm-hmm. I ended up getting cut from the program. I didn't get a slot, and I was like devastated at the time, but it's fine. <laughs> it, it, life worked out. But I did yeah. have a, that one year where I, you know, I ran and I did push-ups and cut my hair short and saluted and wore the uniform and, and, uh, you know, people got an inch from my face and screamed at me. And, you know, I, I, I did that a little bit and I even volunteered for a couple of extra things that were like, they had like this fraternity organization, but it will, it was men and women, but for these cadets that basically the, the sadist, or the, um, the masochistic ones that wanted the, yeah. to, 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 to torture themselves and see how tough they were. So I did one of those and the, the guys that I went with, I mean, even to this day, that was years ago. It's still, yeah. it's like, we, we went through something that was hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not, it wasn't buds, you know, it wasn't Navy SEAL training, but it was, it was like, you know, they ran us till we puked, you know, and they'd put, do right. push ups till our arms were shaking. And, and so it was like, yeah, it was, it was something that, uh, we made it through together. And that shared hardship definitely does form bonds. Yeah. Um, I'll, <clears throat> I mentioned this a little bit when we were talking off air as well, and I'll mention it here. Um, it's, I think it's super crucial, uh, nowadays with how easy our lives are to find a way to kind of instill some hard, hardships in our lives in ways that are going to make us better. Um, you, we can do that in a lot of different ways. You can go to the gym. It's become super popular nowadays to do ice plunges, ice baths, you know, uh-huh. saunas, just putting some stress on the body because I think modern society is starting to crave some difficulty. You know, right. we sit too much and we do too much things, but to kind of circle back to the, the, the friendship thing and forming those bonds out of, out of difficulty. Um, one way that I found that is, is through martial arts, right? I do jujitsu. And when you roll around on the mat with somebody, 
and um and you're you're trying to choke each other and kill each other <laughs> there there you kind of form this bond and, and, and there there's there becomes like this intimacy and who was i think you know it might have been uh might have been tanner guzzy he's uh if you're not familiar with him he's a, a men's style coach and, and he's actually a member of the same group that we are um and he he posted something about that about jujitsu and uh, he started doing it as well and about how there's like kind of this this intimacy that we've missed and when you're in somebody else's personal bubble like way yeah. up in it you know and they're on top of you and you're choking each other and you're basically trusting this other human being this other man with your with your life kind of i mean certainly with your um the risk of injury you're yeah. saying I, i'm going to do this with you i'm going to roll around on the ground and if you get me into an arm bar and you start torquing on my arm backwards to snap it and i say tap and i tap right, right, right. I'm, I'm trusting you that you're going to stop and not maim me <laughs> or choke me unconscious or something right and so it's this um it's this you know people that's why people get so you know people um you hear people talk so much about jujitsu and it, it, they kind of can get a little bit uh really into it but it it really does provide this this i think something that people have have been missing and uh, certainly not the only way to get it, but in in a modern society, I think it's been been one that's become super popular for that reason. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point. That's there is that that longing for that kind of connection and that kind of um, camaraderie. Um, yeah, tr- trust even you know, yeah. like um, it's it's not a it's not a foxhole. It's not a battlefield where you're trusting your life to him, but but it is uh it's more than than you, your buddy playing Xbox online. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. So one one thing that uh, I think we're, we're planning to explore with with every you know proverb we look at um, for this one, what is the what is the marketplace replacement for for this wisdom? You know, yes. What, is is there one, or and what form does it take? Do you think? Yeah, great question. And thanks for reminding me of that. We had talked about that. Um, yeah, in the original, in the poem that this podcast is based off of, uh, there's two competing forces, uh, just as a, as a quick reminder. There's the gods of the copybook headings, which are these, these, these proverbs, these truisms that, that have withstood the years. And then there's the gods of the marketplace, which are, are windborne. They, they, they blow back and forth and they're constantly changing. Yeah. Um, and so the gods of the marketplace that you're talking about, these forces that we're seeing, there certainly are ones that are contrary to this. Uh, if, if you're a friend to all, you're a friend to none. Um, and I think um, part of it is, well, what co- there's probably a lot of different ways to go with this. But one that comes to mind for me is in this kind of hostile uh, popularity contest of a cancel culture for lack of a better term where if someone missteps or if someone says something wrong, Mm -hmm. it is uh, almost imperative. It's it's almost, it's like um, required socially for everyone to pile on this person and to shame them and say, no bad you. Um, And so if you're trying to be a friend to all, you can't be a friend to your friend who who stepped in it. Right. You're Absolutely. either gonna, you're either going to be a loyal friend and you're going to say, "You know what? Screw you guys. He's my friend. I don't care what he said." You know, maybe you don't even comment on what he said. You know, it's you're just like, "You know what? I don't care. He's my friend." You know. <laughs> you can yeah. like what he said or not. I'm not going to comment on it. Or, you know, you can stand up and defend what he what what they did or, or or said or whatever. But what you don't do 
is take the side of the mob and try to distance yourself from your friend or 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 send out publicly or something oh man yeah, yeah some disgusting public tweet i disavow what my friend said man bro you know can you imagine a, a friend doing that to you it's like yeah what a, what a knife in the back yeah that'd be that'd be no kind of friend exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly right yeah you're fr- trying to be a friend to all and you ended up throwing your friend under the bus and uh, um and you know with friends like that really truly who who needs enemies yeah yeah so that's, that's that- that's great. <clears throat> yeah, that was just the first thing that came to mind with that is is that cancel culture um where just lack of loyalty, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um what thoughts yeah, did you I have think, on that? I think that's I think that's a big one. Uh, um I come back to that article uh that I I shared a bit from um just that you know um the ways of of being friends especially and and, and you know, I'm coming from this uh, I'm coming at this from a, a male perspective as a friend with men. Yep. Um, and so the, the idea that, you know, you can't have a, a close male relationship. Uh, and I think, I mean, a little bit right now, the, the marketplace is, is dominating that one, right? Yeah. Um, the, the gods of the copybook headings haven't come back on this one yet, but, but they will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once, once times get hard enough, you know, things change. So, um, right now we're kind of in, in a large degree, we're kind of stuck. Um, but I don't think it's, it's something that is a ratchet and I don't think it's, it's permanently clicked over. I think it can, it can spring back for sure. So, uh, I think someday, um, you know, maybe our grandchildren will be able to have the close relationships that we weren't able to have. Um, so that, yeah. that, that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah. And when you know someone who doesn't care about that, it's really, I think, um, kind of refreshing and can be very special. I have yeah. a friend that I met years ago and I haven't seen the guy in well over a decade now. Um, man, it's almost been two decades since I've seen this guy in, 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 you know, I moved across the country and haven't seen him and, and, uh, he's been a, he's just a, one of the most loyal friends, never forgets to text, never forgets to call. I'll, you know, slack off and not reach out to him. And he'll be like, Hey, I haven't heard from you. How you doing? And, um, this, this, this guy, he got into some trouble and he was having, he was rough. He was down on his luck, luck for a while. He ended up in jail for a little bit. And one time he reached out to me and said, Hey man, I just need some money. Could you just send me some money? You know? Yeah. And so I did, I was like, yeah, of course, man, I'll send you some money. And, yeah, um, he gets back up on his feet and, you know, ends up paying me the bat back. I told him he didn't have to, but he, he pays me the money back. And, um, ever since that moment, you know, we were real, real tight, even though we became tighter, even after I had met him in person, we, we had, yeah. this is after I moved away, you know? And, uh, but yeah, every time, Hey, I love you, bro. Like, I just want you to know, I love you, man. Like all the time. Um, and, uh, and he means it and I know it. And if I know that if I needed something from him, he's there. And, uh, it's just uncommon to hear people talk like that and to hear, um, to hear men express themselves like that. But he, he, he'll say it, you, you know, uh, I love you. You're my, you're, you're, you're my, one of my great friends forever, you know? And so, yeah. um, yeah, when you, when you have that experience, it's, 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 it's something else. That's a great example. Um, yeah, like there's the, just kind of the joke about, you know, a true friend, 
you know, if you, if you have a body to bury, your friend will show up with a, a shovel and, you know, no questions asked kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about that. I was, I was talking about this topic a little bit with my wife and, you know, we're kind of, we're talking about those, some of the tweets that go around, um, lately about, you know, oh, a real friend wouldn't ask someone to take them to the airport or to help them move or something like that. Right. And no, it's, it's completely opposite. No, it's, it's, and as a friend getting asked to do those things is, is kind of an honor. Um, uh, at least it has been in my experience, you know, if my friend's coming into town and he needs to get picked up at 11 o'clock at night from the airport, like, yeah, that's great. I got a nice solo car trip. Then I get to talk to my friend for 45 minutes. It's awesome. Um, or thinking when, when my friend and his family were, were moving out of town, you know, they had a, a bunch of people show up to help them move to, you know, quote, help them move. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the people, the people in the truck, you know, people really moving the heavy stuff. Those were the closest friends. Like everyone, yeah. the, the other people who were there, they're kind of helping. They're kind of eating pizza. But <laughs> you could, you could tell, you could tell who was there. Um, you know, as just the showing up with the shovel kind of thing. And, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to, to recognize. Yeah, absolutely. I had a friend from high school that I hadn't seen since high school. Um, this was a few years back and, and, uh, he told me, he's like, I was living in Phoenix at the time and he was, he was having a business trip in Tucson. He's like, Hey, how far is Tucson from Phoenix? I'm like, it's like two hour drive. He's like, Oh, I'm going to be there, man. Too bad. I can't see you. I'm like, no, I'll come see you. He's like, oh, you drive two hours. I'm like, bro, it's been like 15 years or whatever it's been. I'm like, yeah, of course, <laughs> I drive two yeah. hours to come see you. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, went there and ma- made the time to go do it. But uh, yeah, when you have those, this is my my very very best friend in high school, and so I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, I, for for him, yeah, I'd drive two hours, no no big deal. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's 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 very true. It's very true. Uh, loyalty is something that's in short supply. Um, yeah, it's uh. It, um, I, I, w- I wanted to touch on one thing too. I, where, where was that? Oh, here it is. Um, so there was this, uh, there was this book written by a guy, a Spaniard back in, shoot, what year was that? That was a long time ago. It was probably I'm trying to find the, the notes here. Um, I can't find it. Sorry. But, uh, anyway, this Spanish author wrote this book. His name was Mateo Aleman. And, um, he talked about, he talked about friendship and he talked about, um, choosing your friends and not doing it lightly. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and he says, his quote was this, he says, men ought to make the same choice of their friends as they do to, of good books for their happiness consists not neither in the greatness of their number, nor the curiousness of their binding, but rather to have a few and those good and approved authors for oftentimes it falleth out that many friends are rather a hindrance than a help to true friendship for he is a friend to none that is a friend to all <laughs> that. And he did that quote and that's where I ended up, how I ended up finding it. Yeah. That's, that's a great one. I came across that too. Yeah. I think it's originally 1623. Yes. That's, yes. That's an old one. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what really struck you about that? Um, yeah. What struck me about that is, is to be careful who, who you take into that inner circle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's funny cause as we've, as society moved towards screens and away from books, uh, this may not be as, as relevant of a, of a analogy to people who are more used to watching things than reading things. But 
a, a book is kind of a commitment, don't you think? Like to read yes. a book, it's like, I don't want to read a crappy book. Like, come on, you know how many days is it going to take me? How many hours I'm going to sink into this? I want to make sure yeah. it's good. It's not like watching a TV show. It's like, that oh, sucked. I'm not going to watch it anymore. Even a movie, two hours, eh, it's over. A book is kind of like, you want to make sure it's a good author. You want to make sure it's recommended. You want to make sure you're sinking some time into this. And, yeah. uh, and so uh, reading a, there's nothing worse than spending all this time and reading the book. And then you just are like, that was terrible. That was just a complete waste of time. I hated that book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what he's saying is uh, friends are, you know, like that it's important like that, where you want to, you want to be careful about who you're, who you're sinking time and energy into. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had experiences like that before where I've had people who seem to like me and want to be my friend and I was friendly with them. Yeah. And as they continued to try to grow closer, I just had to, you know, maybe be a little aloof without being rude, but being like, you know what? I don't really see this guy and I really becoming bosom buddies. Like, it's just not, he's not, he, we're not oriented in the same direction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna boost each other, right? Like you might, you might boost him, but you're not really getting much from him on your, on your end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it should be, it should be mutual, right? You should, uh, one of those true friends should be someone that, that lifts you up and you lift them up and you guys become better together. Cause you know, well, other, otherwise, uh, otherwise what's the point, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This is, uh, I, I thought this was a, this was a really interesting one. I'm glad we did this one. Uh, just because I think friendship in general is, is kind of lacking today. I mean, we know that loneliness is just really high right now. Mm-hmm. Depression yeah. is really high. Uh, and I think not having friends that you can trust, that you can rely on, that are loyal, maybe that are more worried about being popular online versus sticking by their, their buddy, um, is, is a problem. And so, uh, we we owe it to ourselves to to solve this problem, and I don't yeah. think it's a I don't think it's a one size fits all solution to everything. We mentioned a few things, but I think it's incumbent on us to 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 look at this and to look at our lives and say, do we you know what can I do to improve my friendships? What can I do to improve my relationships? To maybe that means moving away from some of them, right? Yeah, yeah, moving closer yeah. towards others. Absolutely, and maybe it's worth um, if you got some online friendships. Um, you know, worth exploring them a bit more to find out whether that is, whether you're both heading in the same direction, you know, like try, try meeting up in person or, or at least getting on a, a Zoom call or something. And yeah, because it can, it can feel like you're, it can feel like with, with online friendships, like you're, you're close, probably closer than you really have any reason <laughs> to believe, like, <laughs> because, you know, there may be a, an issue or two a social issue, a political issue that you're really aligned on. But I mean, maybe your other goals are just completely, completely, completely askew. And it's, it is kind of a, a waste of time, so to speak, to, to spend too much time on that. To, so it's worth digging in and figuring it out now. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the only way to do it is to dig into it and to try it and have a little bit of courage and to, and to, and to make an effort, right? Um, it might be a little bit of uh a little bit of a risk to, yeah. to, especially if you're, if you're, if you're trying to get that deeper friendship and you're going to be a little bit more vulnerable or something like that, but you can, you can talk about important issues with friends online as well. Um, 
I think a lot of us just don't and, yeah. uh, uh, just, just aren't willing to do it or we're afraid to do it or something like that. But, uh, but that, that, that would be a good indication. If you needed to, to talk to somebody about something important, that would be a good indication of whether or not that's someone that you can let into that inner circle, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And as we've talked, you know, that the word that you've used a lot here, loyalty has come, come to my head a lot. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the, uh, the key for me for this, uh, kind of defining what this true friendship is. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to think about that a lot more here. Um, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, we're going to have lots of proverbs. I imagine touching on friendship. We want to come back and, and talk more about, more about different topics uh, or aspects of this. We have that luxury. We do. And I think this is an interesting one. I'd love to revisit it again. I think this is a, a, a one that might, might require a, a couple of, couple of, conversations <laughs> yeah so yeah let's uh well we, we're about out of time but um yeah t- takeaways for this is is uh what i would suggest is is nurture your friendships the ones that you have that are deep don't let them die and uh, seek out new ones seek out uh friends that you have that you think could could be potential to go deeper try to make them go deeper and uh maybe go find some people to to try to choke you as well do something physical <laughs> <laughs> absolutely All right. Well, thanks so much, Andrew. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll uh, see you next time. All right, bye. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit, that the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook idiots, with terror and slaughter return.